Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Wednesday, July the 15th. We're going to start today hearing from the mum of a teenager from Sheerness who has autism. As she fears, new rules around wearing a face covering could confine some families to their homes. Yesterday, we told you it's going to be compulsory to wear a face mask in shops and supermarkets from next Friday. However, Kent Online's been told some people with sensory issues will find them unbearable to wear or won't be able to understand other people who are wearing them. Catherine Butters has been struggling during lockdown with her 15-year-old son, Ashley. Since March, we've only been able to get Ashley to go out a couple of times because he's had... Uh, very high anxieties about possibility of catching the virus and he gets obsessed with what the outcome would be um, if he if he could possibly die from catching it so it's been a really difficult time for us people with autism do struggle with understanding things and um, Ashley Ashley does he gets very very obsessed and just will constantly talk about it and it it snowballs and snowballs and um, it gets really difficult to to actually deal with and live with actually. We've been able to get him to go into a supermarket a couple of times while he's wearing his face mask but I think seeing other people not wearing masks that makes him quite anxious so it's it's really going to relax him and calm him down and make him feel a lot safer. Uh, I think it's a very good thing. Yeah, he will he will want to wear the mask. So in our situation, it's um it's going to work well. But of course, there are many people with autism out there that are going to struggle with this um, because of sensory issues. The feeling I, I sh- should think with uh, people with autism is going to m- possibly make them feel like they're they're suffocating and can't breathe, and they're just really not going to cope with that. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult for a lot of families. A lot of people are going to be um, confined to their homes. So um, yeah, I do feel sorry for people in that situation. I, I f- we feel very lucky that Ashley will. He does really really want to wear masks, so it's, it's good for us, but not not for everyone. I've also been chatting to Emily May Miles, who's from the Kent Autistic Trust. Lots of people on the autistic spectrum have sensory issues. Um, that means that a face mask would inhibit a lot of their sensory stuff that's going on. Um, there may be some issues with the fabric that it's made of, or there may be some issues with the feel of their own breath breathing back onto them. That actually causes them issues and actually high anxiety and maybe panic. Um, as well as that, what about seeing other people wearing face masks? If they can't see someone's entire face and can't perhaps read their emotions as easily, does that cause a problem? Yeah, that would cause a problem. Also, lots of people on the spectrum don't see the whole face either. So um, when they're communicating with people, often they don't recognise somebody. So, for example, if I change my hair colour, that may mean that I look like a completely different person to someone on the spectrum. And if they focus on people's lips, to um, interact with them, that that would actually reduce their likelihood of being able to recognise that person. It would reduce their likelihood of being able to interact with that person. And also it would inhibit their understanding of what that person was actually saying to them. So if you are reading somebody's lips to help you understand their intentions or their um, what they want you to do, you can't process that if that element's been covered. 
And presumably in a shop, that would be quite a regular occurrence, particularly if you're asking about a product, for example, or if you're at the till and being given instructions. Shops inherently are a sensory overload for lots of people on the spectrum. Um, there's lots of things going on in a supermarket. You know, there's poor lighting for them. There's lots of noise going on. There's lots of smells. Um, they constantly move the aisles. So that often causes an issue. So to approach somebody in itself would be very difficult for somebody because they're already trying to cope with the environment that they're in. Um, so to have somebody that's got their face covered or themselves having to deal with the sensory overload of having their face covered would be make it near or impossible for him to even go into the supermarket, I should say. We've got details on the rules and regulations around face coverings on the website. Next today, Buzz Bingo in Chatham is going to be closing. It's one of 26 sites that's going to shut as part of a restructuring deal by the company brought on by the impact of the coronavirus pandemic. A total of more than 570 jobs are at risk. The remaining 91 bingo halls will begin to reopen from the 6th of August. More than 100 people have been moved on and sound equipment seized after two illegal raves in one night in Kent. They happened in the woods near Rhodes Minnis Village and at a property embalming at the weekend. Police have spoken to a care home near Maidstone after a teenage girl was punched in a park by one of its residents. The 17-year-old was left with a black eye and chipped tooth following the attack in Teeston Bridge Country Park. Church House Care Home in Harrietsham, which looks after people with learning and physical disabilities, have apologised. Kent Online News. We've been reporting a fair bit recently about jet skiers and concerns they could be putting other people at risk in the sea off Kent. Now, we're told anyone wanting to take to the water off Whitstable and Herne Bay could have to pay membership fees and do a £160 test. A consultation on the plans is underway. In the meantime, Canterbury City Council have placed concrete blocks around the entry ramp in Hampton in Herne Bay following complaints about reckless riders. Matthew Young is the foreshore manager at the council. The overriding aim of the scheme is to increase the safety for all water users on our coastline and that's bathers and watercraft users. We do need to create a balance and the scheme itself continues the work of an application to amend or change our bylaws um, which we've been doing over the last 18 months or so. Yeah well I mean the sport itself or the activities do have an inherent risk as that comes with the activities. We have just seen such a huge number or increase in users on our coastline. So the opportunity and that risk has increased due to the level of, you know, due to the increase of numbers on our coastline. Well, I think sitting sitting alongside the bylaws themselves, which manage the behaviour of users on the water, it enable us to have a better better idea of who's using the coastline, the numbers, making sure that they're qualified, suitable users for the craft. 5% of all our watercraft um, that can cause us some problems with their behaviour on the water. There is a requirement of self-management. And again, as I say, there's just been such an increase of use in numbers that that 5% is obviously slightly larger than it would normally be. But the majority of our users do behave. And this, you know, we're trying hard not to penalise those users that do behave. 
and improve and increase the safety for those users themselves. Two men have been arrested in Kent after allegedly using a 16-year-old boy to deal drugs. The 21-year-olds were detained in Canterbury following an investigation led by the British Transport Police. They've both pleaded not guilty to charges of human trafficking and being concerned in the supply of cocaine and heroin. The ambulance service that covers Kent has experienced a data breach. The personal and medical details of all staff could have been seen by employees outside of senior management for 10 days in May. South East Coast Ambulance Service say the issue's been fixed and no one accessed the information. They've referred themselves to a privacy watchdog. Plans for a £1 million revamp of Maidstone bus station have been approved after a 13-year wait. The site near the Mall has been earmarked for an upgrade since 2007 and it could now get improved lighting, replaced floor tiles and new signs with real-time passenger information. You can see pictures of what it could look like at Kent Online. Also on the site, you can see video footage of thieves stealing hundreds of pounds worth of plants from people's gardens in Medway. They were caught on camera taking pots and hanging baskets from as many as six properties on the Hoo Peninsula. It has been reported to police. We've been finding out how a 250-year-old world-famous soap and perfume manufacturer has fields in Kent to thank for its success. Yardley is celebrating its landmark birthday and says lavender products have become even more popular during lockdown to help people relax. Yardley London's marketing manager is Karen Cullen. Yardley sent its scientists in the 1930s all over the world to search for the best quality lavender. Um, and they actually discovered it right on the doorstep in the south of England. Um, and the reason um, why uh, it's such good lavender is because this particular area, um, in this particular area, the soil has... Um, has uh, very um, positive nutrients uh, and the plant thrives. So the species that they actually found growing in the south of England was called or is called Lavandula angustifolia. So it, it is the best quality uh, English lavender. Um, and so once they found this particular species uh, in the Kent area, uh, that's where the business uh, continued to source from the 1930s right up until now uh, through, um, you know, through the fragrance house. It goes into all of our products. So we have eau de toilettes, uh, fragrance mist, body sprays, soaps, washers, lotions and hand creams. Um, and where sometimes what happens is that fragrances can be diluted uh, to go into bath and body products. Actually, we don't do that. So as a, um, as a, as a, as a fragrance, uh, the lavender fragrance uh, goes into all of our particular um, products. So, you know, we're very proud actually that we were one of the original uh, providers of lavender fragrance. I mean, lavender as a fragrance and also as a you know as an oil is um, is actually uh, booming right now. So it's become very popular again. Um, and I think with the with the lockdown over the last few months, lavender products um, have been used to relax people have been used to help sleep uh, so lavender oil itself has a lot of uh, very beneficial properties um, that uh, you know people I think have been looking for over the last few months um, to help them relax and take away some of the troubles and worries that uh, the lockdown and, and uh, the virus have brought for everybody so uh, yeah and in the fact that it helps sleep as well um, 
you know, a spritz of lavender uh, on a pillow at night can really help uh, just aid sleep. And also, um, you know, a shower or a bath with uh, a lavender body wash, uh, you know, can just help relax and, uh, and soothe all your troubles away. And finally today, are you an Aries that's now a Pisces or a Virgo that's now a Leo? Yes, there's been a huge backlash on social media today to reports star signs have changed. But it's not all it seems. It's being claimed NASA, no less, have added a new star constellation called Ophiuchus, changing the astrological calendar. However, it turns out this collection of stars has been known about for quite a while and was actually described way back in 40 AD. And NASA is actually a scientific body that doesn't get involved in terms of astrology. But either way, it's got plenty of you talking, including to Gary and Laura on KMFM Breakfast this morning. Now, the thing is, you might not realise, but the star signs have changed. Apparently, NASA has found a new constellation, which means there's a new star sign. They haven't changed. (laughs) Some people saying we should have this one. Yeah. Some people. It's called Ophiuchus, the new one. And it's if you're born between November the 29th and December the 17th. The thing is, though, because it's a new star sign, you Mm. could just be like, yes, the best one, and just talk about all these good traits that that star sign has, if you've now got those dates. Now, we've got a few people on Facebook not happy about this. Um, I can't say what Craig White said, but Craig's in Margate, and basically he said one word that means he's not happy. Um, Also, Tracy Hodgson, she says, you can't just change star signs. This is ridiculous. Mel Howard tagging in her mate Abby, saying we're now Capricorns, and then a load of laughing faces. <laughs> so they're not happy about that one. Oh, no. The thing is, I'm thinking, what if you've got a tattoo of your star sign? Yeah. Because I've seen that before, when you're on holiday and you see people with the little symbol, and it's like, oh, yes, yeah, my star sign. What are you going to do now? You're going to have to go and get it lasered off and go and get oh. your new one. That's a bit much. We, you can charge it to NASA. It'll be yeah, fine. That's they've, got, true. Okay. they've got a lot of government funding. In yeah, America, it says it so in the small print. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Charge it to NASA. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.